Let us bow our heads. Uh, dear Heavenly Father, thank you uh, for this day, a day we have not seen before, a day that you're going to bless like never before. Uh, thank you for this gift, this gift of life today. Uh, thank you for your Holy Spirit uh, that you gave us when Christ died at Calvary. Oh, Lord, thank you for loving us and redeeming us and bringing us back into relationship with you. Thank you for uh, believing in us, even when we didn't believe in ourselves. Oh, we are so grateful. So, Lord, we ask you to speak through us and speak to the people. Let them hear your word. And let it touch their hearts and let them have a greater desire, a greater passion, and a greater love for you so they can serve humanity. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Trust the process. Trust the process. The, uh, in uh, Exodus, uh, the children of Israel, uh, Brad, I didn't, th I didn't think there was anybody would ever come to King Embassy, man, to make you look like a midget. <laughs> Jesus. I looked over there, and I'm like, man, this guy is tall. He make me look short. Oh, well, I am short. But now, so um, in Exodus, the third chapter, I want you to hear me well, all right? Um, the children of Israel had been crying, crying because the enemy had been oppressing them. And, uh, and they were God-chosen people, and God had led them uh, into Egypt through Joseph, and, and they had been blessed, and now Joseph is gone, and, and uh, you got a new pharaoh in the house, and, and, uh, and he is really giving them the blues. And, and it's just, it's, it's horrible. And, and they're miserable, and they're crying to God and asking God, say, God, deliver us out of the hands of these Egyptians. In the ninth, uh, that third chapter, verse number nine, it says, and now the cry of the Israelites reached me. And I have seen the way the Egyptians are oppressing them. So now, Go, I am sending you to Pharaoh to bring my people, the Israelites, out of Egypt. God want to deliver you, man, out of the mess. You've been crying to God uh, about your situation, some about your financial situation, and, and some about your children, and what's happening on your job, and, and some things in your marriage, and it's just issues, and you've been crying to God, and God says, I'm going to deliver you, but you got to trust the process. A lot of times we don't want to trust the process. We just want to, uh, we just want deliverance, right? But we, we have to understand something. Everything, everything works together for the good, for them that love the Lord and called according to his purpose. We have to understand that uh, even though it doesn't feel good, it's for our good. Amen. And so we have to trust God in the process. So the children of Israel are struggling, right? Uh, verse 11 says, but Moses said to God, who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the Israel, Israelites out of Egypt? And God said, I will be with you. Everybody said, I will be with you. God wanted them to know that I'm going to be with you despite what the situation looked like. Right? Despite things looking gloom, I'm going to be with you. Trust the process. Right? We're in a kingdom, and in a kingdom, man, the king rules. Right? Uh, in a kingdom, 
God is in charge of everything. We often say um, that the earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof. Everything belongs in. We talk like that, but a lot of times we want to hold on to stuff and own stuff when none of it is ours. It's all given to us as a blessing on behalf of God to do kingdom work, right? And so sometimes we run into snags in life, and sometimes we have hiccups, but we have to trust that God is working on our behalf. Now, here's the requirement of each one of us. We have to walk in righteousness, right? A lot of times we want the blessing, but we don't want to walk in righteousness, right? Uh, in, in order for you to truly believe that you trust the process is, I don't care what it looked like, I'm going to do the right thing. I don't care what the circumstance looked like. I don't care what the situation is, 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 is happening. I am going to do what I'm supposed to do based on the word of God. All right? And if I do it, I just got to know, man, God got this thing. All right? And so it looked gloom right now, and it looked doom, but I promise you, if you trust the process, but you have to trust the Lord with all your heart and lean not into your own understanding, right? And so if I'm going to trust the process, I, I got to dig in. I got to know that God is and he will. And I know whatever's going on right now, I don't feel good, but I know God got this. He may not heal me, but I know he's able to. That's what the children of Israel uh, uh, some of those young fellows saying, even if he don't deliver me, I know he's able to. So what I'm going to do, despite what you say, King, I'm going to serve God regardless. Can you say that? Can you say I'm going to serve God regardless? Now, I know the si situation don't look good, but I got to serve him regardless because he's my all in all in my everything. All right. Now, uh, there's a story uh, in the book of Joshua. Uh, and, and I'm going to get to my sermon, but I want you to look at Joshua and watch what happens with Joshua. So Moses um, was God's chosen man, right? Now Moses was very insecure, like a lot of us. And Moses really was looking at his own limitations and wondering, and how can I do this? How can I go up against a giant? How can I deal with Pharaoh and, and all his powers, right? But here's the thing that you have to understand. Uh, one thing Moses knew, he had God on his side. Whatever he's going through, he knew he had God on his side. So now the children of Israel, as they being delivered uh, through, now Moses was so angry, man, because Moses loved God so much, and he wanted the people, man, to understand the process. He said, hang in there. You guys been crying for a deliverance. God has delivered us. Now, I want you to think about us as a as a people. God delivers us. We get out there and then we want things a certain way and we want it the way we want it and we get out there and things not going well and we say to God, to heck with you God, I know you've been good but I got to go back because things were better over there. I was doing good when I was selling dope. You know, I had to go, I had a pocket full of money. You know, you told me to turn this down and you got me. He says, I, I, I'm going back. Now, uh, God said, hold it, man. You got to trust the process. I got you. I'm going to feed But we hungry, though, God. God said, okay, I'm going to feed you. So he fed it with quail and, and wafers, and, and, but it wasn't enough. And they kept on crying and complaining. They said, we need to go back. We were doing all right. Now, think about this. Here. Things were terrible, right? But now we want to go back to what God has delivered us from. It was hell, and we was begging God to deliver us. 
but we didn't trust the process. Because we thought when it came over, man, all the blessing was coming with it. Oh, I'm going to get blessed, and we always associate everything with a new car and a house and a couple of dollars in the bank, right? But that's not what it's all about. It's really about your relationship with God. Because if I got a relationship with God, I don't need no money because he has all the money. All the houses belong to him. If you don't believe all the houses belong to him, explain to me, man, why you was able to get a house that cost $150,000 and you only had $2,000 for a down payment. But the Lord blessed you to get the house and give you the resource to be able to keep the house. Right? Right? Now, so I got to trust God in the process. So now the children of Israel, uh, they, they, they out there and they're in the wilderness and then they stop trusting God. Right? And they wanted to go back. Now, here's the beauty of it. God showed them, now hear me well, that there was a land flowing with milk and honey. It's very prosperous. You can't see it, but you got to trust me. Right? I'm telling you, that land over there belonged to you. Right? Uh, now, it's going to be a little work to get there. Just stick with me and stay with me, and I got you. Right? Uh, and, and believe me and put your faith in me and watch me move these people because I gave it to them, but I'm going to take it from them and I'm going to give it to you. And I'm going to make sure that you don't lack for anything. So they was all excited, man. They packed their stuff up. Even though God had blessed them, they come out of Egypt and had all the people, man, give them wealth and everything moving, right? But as soon as they got out there a little bit and they was a little shaky and they like, we didn't get to the promised land right away because we wanted to bless them right now and we didn't get it, they want to turn back, right? And they want to stop trusting God. But God said, hold it. I, I need to give you guys a glimpse of what's going on. So Moses, uh, here's what I need you to do, Moses. I need you to grab some young men, and I want you to take these young men, because I already know, they, they don't understand, but I want you to send these young men into Canaan, right? And I want you to tell them to go over to Canaan and check it out and let them see uh, what's over there. And I want you to make sure they understand what they're going into. And when they get over there, I'm going to show them this great blessing I have for them. So they get over there. Moses takes these young men and send them over there. And when they go over, they look, and the land is amazing. The grapes are so big that they have to take two or three of them to carry them. And they saw the prosperity and everything was going good. They said, oh, this is it, right? But you had a group of them who said, ooh, yes, the blessings is great. It's amazing. But we can't deal with them, right? Uh, 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 it's too much for us, right? And what you mean it's too much? Because they forgot. How soon we forget, man, that God had delivered us? How soon do we forget, man, that God brought us out of this situation, right? Uh, and, and the devil tricked you and make you forget. And you get amnesia and forget how God had already blessed you over here. Right? When you begged him to get you out of situation, he got you out of it. You begged him for resources, man, he gave you the resources, right? And and so now we get out there and we forget the process, right? That that would have took to get there. So now they go over and they look at the land and they come back and they tell Moses, Moses, I'm telling you, this is it. Right? The the land is flowing with milk and honey, just like God said. It's a blessing. But you had a couple of them, a few of them said, Yes, man, this is awesome, but they're giants, right? And that's why God sent this big guy with Brad so we'll know what they look like. 
They giants, man. They big and 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 they got it going on, but they too big for us. You know, they old power. We can't deal with them. What we often forget is that it's never in our strength, it's in God's strength. Right? And and, and it is it's not me. God can deliver, right? Because God brings them up and brings them down. Right? Because it's his kingdom, right? And they got to understand God got you. So they go over it, and there was two young men who says, I understand that the land is flowing with milk, and, and I understand there's giants in the land. And I understand that we outnumbered and we such a small group of people, but we have God on our side, right? We have God with us. And I know when God delivered us. I know what he's done for us. I know how awesome and magnificent he is. And I believe that we can go over and take the land. I believe it. So I want to read you Joshua, right? So here's Joshua. It says, after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' age, this is what he said. Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, now the leader is gone now. They had been trusting God. God had given Moses the law, and they saw God working with Moses, right? And now they don't know what to do. The leader is gone. But listen to God. He said, now then, you this is what God tells Joshua, because now he's made Joshua the leader. The reason why he made Joshua the leader, because Joshua understood the process, and he trusted it. And he leaned in and trusted God in every situation, in every circumstances. So the people looked like grasshoppers, the giants. He felt like we were the giants, and they were the grasshoppers, because God was with us. And if God is with us, he's more than the whole world against us. So, so I got to have faith in God and trust God. I didn't get saved and give my life to the Lord for nothing. When I told the Lord, Lord, if you give me a car, I'll serve you for the rest of my life. And, and listen, that was a bold statement, you know, uh, and, but I believed it. And when I did it, the rest is history. Right? God blessed me beyond my wildest dreams, right? Uh, because I trust the what? The process, right? He says, get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land. Watch this. Here. I am about to give to them. God makes a bold statement, Gary. He says, I'm going to give you the land. You're going to be victorious. I'm telling you the end result. So now all I'm asking you is believe me. Trust me. Somebody might want to turn the, uh, the, 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 the air conditioner on because uh, it's some people fanning and they about to go down. Right? They sitting down. they they like, listen, y'all got air conditioner. Turn this thing on right now because I'm hot up in here. Right? So, um, so he says, and I'm about to give to them, uh, to the Israelites. Look at verse 3. I will give you, watch this here, every place where you set your foot. But here's the catch. As I promised Moses, right? Now listen, I had made a promise to Moses, right? And I'm going to keep my promise. Uh, because even though it looks gloom, even though a lot of them turn their back, now for those who don't believe, and want to give up, every child 
who doubted God never made it to the promised land. I want you to hear me well. Those who God showed you the blessing and you wanted to go back, they missed the promised land. You don't want to miss the promised land. I got to trust the God of the Bible. I got to trust his word and I got to believe what his words. I don't care what you said. I'm going to tell you what the word says. I know your friends are really smart and they read a lot of books. But my faith is in the word of God. And I know what the word says. And in his word, watch this here, I meditate day and night. Trust him because I want to know what direction you want me to go since it all belongs to you. Right? Um, now watch this here. He says this. He said, your territory will extend from the desert to Lebanon and from the great rivers of Euphrates all the Hittite countries to the Mediterranean Sea in the west. He's about to give them what? Everything. God is about to open up the windows of heaven and pour them out blessing they don't have room enough to receive. Now, but the only people that's going to get the blessing is the ones that believe. Right? And the ones that really trust the process. I got to believe it. I got to live it. I got to walk it out. I got to trust the process. Right? And then I don't have to worry about anything else when I trust the process. Now watch what he says. No one. Everybody said no one. He said no one will be able to stand against you. No one. Uh, what he's telling you is people are going to come up against you. Satan is going to use people, man, to try to bring you down. He's going to use people to try to get you to doubt God, not trust God, not believe in God. Right? He says, no one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life, Joshua. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never, everybody said never. I will never leave you nor forsake you. I got to trust this process. Now listen, I believe what God said in his word. He said, I'm never going to leave you nor am I going to forsake you. So whatever I'm going against, I'm going against with victory already in hand. Right? But, I, but I got to believe the God of the Bible. I got to trust him. And here's the thing. It's not a person walking that God has not showed you who he was. He's Every one of us, man, have seen the power of God work on our behalf and work on the behalf of others. So he's telling Joshua, trust me, Joshua, trust me with this process because we got this. We're about to do something absolutely amazing. Then he says, now here's what he tells you. Now this is the tough one, right? Because a lot of times we get discouraged and we're scared and we're frightened and we don't know what's happening. But when we trust in the process, he says, be strong, right, and courageous because you will lead these people. He says, now if you're going to run against some people that – that, that, that don't really know who God is, but because you've accepted him as your Lord and Savior, even if they try to doubt, you got to understand that I put you in their life to show them the power and glory of God. And he wants you to impact them in a positive way. He wants you to let them know that the love of God is amazing. Right? 
And it's going to be so amazing that when you run into people that don't like you, they're going to they say, I don't understand. I treat you like trash, but yet you still love me. You still care. Why? It's because I have God working through me, and I trust the process. And, and I believe that I'm going to win in the end, right? So he said, be strong, Joshua. Be courageous because you would lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their ancestors to give to them. He said, I made a promise, and I gave them my word. God promised you if you give your life to him, that he said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. He said, I'm a healer, and I'm a deliverer. He says, even if you make mistakes, he said, I'm a God of love, and I'll forgive you if you repent. He said, because I, I know some of you all are going to mess up. I know some of you all are going to have some short. He said, I know you're going to go over there, and the land's going to look kind of shady. You're going to get a little nervous. He said, you're going to do some things, and some of you guys are going to give in to Satan. I'm telling you, but I'm going to remind you who I am. And when I remind you who I am, make sure you come back home and stay home. Don't let the enemy pull you away. Right? Now, this is what he said. He said, you will lead these people to inherit, to inherit the land that I swore to their ancestors to give to them. Then he said this. Be, whatever you do, man, don't give up. I know you're sick in your body. I know you feel like your world is crumbling, but you got to be strong. Why am I strong? It's one thing, uh, uh, I remember, uh, I have some good friends, uh, Johnny Bankhead and Edis Jones and uh, Ricky and Larry and all those guys. And I was a, uh, I was the guy, right? So I was, a, I was a tough one, you know. They was the soft kids, you know what I'm saying? And get that on video, you know what I'm saying? So Johnny and them was bad as long as they was with me, cause they ain't stew man gonna take them out. But what they didn't realize is I knew I was bad cause I was with them. And I knew they had my back. And I knew we was, and I wasn't afraid because I knew that they had me covered. Right? And, and so I, I, I didn't have to worry about anything. So I was very courageous, very bold. Right? And I was the tough one. I remember we was in Texas in junior college, and, and Johnny and I went down there, you know, and Johnny was the cute one. You know what I'm saying? And I was the bodyguard. <laughs> so we down there in Temple, Texas, man, and these little high school girls, like we were freshmen in college. And they kind of liked us, you know, and Johnny was the gigolo. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, so we down there in Texas, and, and we go down there, and we go to the park, and these guys talking trash. Listen, they over there, and they meet all these kids from Temple, meet us in the park. They got guns and all that, and, and I'm tough, right? And, you know, Johnny's scared, but he don't want to let nobody know he's scared, right? But Johnny knew he had Stu Man with him, right? So, so here's what Johnny said. What y'all do? So I said, man, you don't want to, and I'm, I'm scared to death, right? But I'm with my boys. I got some boys from New York, right? They there. Got some boys from Texas. And so we there, we talking stuff. But I had so much confidence because I was with them, right? And, and, and so I was bold, and I was very courageous, and I was talking trash. I said, you don't want to deal with me because I spoke. I was talking. I ain't going to tell you everything I said, <laughs> right? <laughs> I know what he said. Don't tell him, Johnny. 
Jack gonna tell you about the pork chop. Now, so we now listen to what he said. So be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the laws that my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left, uh, that you may be successful wherever you go. I knew that we could win it because I was with them. I know. I don't care what I come up against in life. I know that God got my back. So I tell Satan, bring it on. Because I said, no weapon that you form, it, it ain't going to prosper against me. I don't care what you do. I don't care who you bring. I don't care how you try to do it. God got me covered. So I can be very courageous. So he's telling Joshua, be strong and very courageous because the enemy's going to come and try to knock you off your square. Don't let him knock you off your square. When I know that the person's in charge is more powerful than they can ever be. Right? So I'm trusting the God of the Bible. So when I'm going through stuff and, and it looks shaky, I trust the word. I lean into the word. And I say, okay, God. I know this is going on, but he, uh, but I got to trust you. He said, don't worry, watch, watch me work. Why? I was going to say the nene, but we just did. Now, so then he says this. And here's what we want to get, right? Keep this book. Keep this book of the law. This is what he tells Joshua. Always on your lips. Now, trust me, now this, I, I, if you want power, trust the word. Then he says, meditate on it. How often? Day and night. Because I got to know this thing, because he's going to show me how to defeat the enemy. So that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Right? Then, you will be. Prosperous and what? He guaranteed my success. He guaranteed my success. He guaranteed my prosperity. I don't have to teach prosperity. I don't teach prosperity. You know why I don't teach prosperity? Because everything belongs to the king and we, we're already in the prosperity. All I got to do is not try to get things and, and, and deal with people. I just got to be true to the word. I got to meditate on the word day and night. I got to know it. I got to trust it. I got to live it because the power is in the word. It's not in me. The power is in the word of God. So he's telling Joshua, in order for you to deal with the enemy, you got to meditate on this word day and night because the power, your confidence is amazing when you know. How many people ever been into a meeting and you go into the meeting and you've already studied all the documents and you come in and you wait, you can't wait to get to the meeting. Because I got all the goods, right? That's how I am. You know, when I go to places and I'm meeting with pastors, man, they got their doctoral degrees. Uh, uh, Sister Jan, they got their doctoral degrees. And I deal with a lot of guys in the covenant. They got their doctors and all that. And I go in and I'm bad. I walk in there, man, like I'm somebody. Because I know I've been studying the word. I've been meditating on it day and night, and there's nothing that can come out of their mouth greater than what God said. <laughs> Ain't nothing to do. And then, and I realize that they put their pants leg on one at a time. And, and here's, what I, here's what I really get. I know God is already controlling them. So in order for me to come out of the meeting, 
successful and on top, I just got to stay with the word. I can't deviate it from the right or to the left. L hear me well. Don't deviate to the right or the left. If you want to be successful and prosperous, don't deviate one way or the other. Stay with the word of God. Trust the process. Everybody said trust the process. And then he tells him, he says, have I not commanded you? Have I not commanded you to be strong? I told you that you're going to deal with the enemy, but be strong and very courageous. Do not be afraid of nothing. Why would I be afraid of something when God is in charge? Right? That's why I can get up boldly when somebody joined the church. And I said, if you find anything in my life that's not right, call me out. Right? Because I'm going to try to do whatever I can to stay with the word of God. So if you're going to challenge me, uh, you got to go to the word. And they said, well, I'm going to leave him alone. Right? Uh, because I, I don't care what. It ain't me. I'm not that great. I just trust the word. I, I, I trust the word so much that it, it guides my life. And Now, people say all kind of negative things. They do all kind of stuff. But I believe if I walk in righteousness, that God got me. And that's what he's telling Joshua. Now, you're about to take over something. I'm about to bring you in. And I'm, listen, I'm going to walk with you through this process. But I command you, he said, do not be afraid and do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Young people, hear me out. I don't care what they promise you. Stay with the word. They're going to promise you all kind of stuff. Stay with the word. I don't care how smart you think you are. Stay with the word. Trust the God of the Bible. Trust his process. He's brought you from a mighty long way. Some of you all, listen, your mama wanted to abort you, and God wouldn't even let him kill you. Some, some people tried to OD you. They tried to slip something in your drink, and it wouldn't even poison you. Some people plotted behind your back trying to do stuff, but they didn't know you had God on your side. So even though they looked like giants, they were really grasshoppers. And so you got to trust uh, the Bible. You got to trust the process. The trust, the process is believe in God and operate in his word. Don't deviate from his word. If you want to be everything God intended for you to be, and God created you to be a success. Listen, when God created you, he knew, he knew that you can be successful if you lean into him. So the enemy is constantly trying to pull you away. That's why he, in John 10 and 10, he said that the, 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 uh, the enemy come to steal, kill, and destroy. He said, but I came that you may have life. And then he said, I came that you may have life and then have life more abundantly. For what reason? He said, I want to change the world, but I want to change the world through you. He said, I when they see you, I want them to see me. He said, he said I, I know that it's going to look gloom and do. He said, but listen, I want you to trust me and realize that whatever they bring up against you, it won't prosper. Now, uh, I, I, I want to read something to you. 
and then I know I'm going to get there. In Matthew chapter 6, verse 31 through 34, here's what verse 31 says. So don't worry about these things, saying what will we eat, or what will we drink, or what will we wear. Then he says this. These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers. They always concerned about these things. You don't have to worry about them because I already own them. He said, I already have those things. So why are you worried about what you're going to eat? Why are you worried about paying your cell phone bill? Why are you worried about your paying your house note? Because I wish, I wish, right, people would really give their testimony how when their back was against the wall and they had nowhere to go, God sent somebody by who they had no idea that God had sent them to help them through their situation. I want you to raise your hand if you ever, ever given somebody some money, not loaned it to them, but gave it to them. Right now, now why would you do that? Why would you give them your money that you work for? Because God knew that the money belonged to him. And he knew that somebody else needed it and they couldn't have access to it. So he knew you had it, so he sent them to you. And some of the people you said, I promise I never do anything for them as long as I live. And you said, I don't know why I did that, because I don't even like them. Because God, listen, because God knew, God knew that they needed something. And he had given it to you to be a blessing to them. And, 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 and that's why we have, a lot of us have access. We have so much stuff. We have access to so much stuff. It is not really for you. It's really for the kingdom. Right? And he says, now don't worry about it. He said, but the unbelievers, they're always worried about what they're going to eat, what they're going to wear. What they, they're always trying to figure out. They always want to run a hustle. They're trying to figure out how I can make it happen. So they're lying and they're cheating and they're stealing and they're cashing in the food stamps and they're doing all this here. And, you know, they're buying two for one and all this here because they don't believe God. You know, we laugh. Everybody says, oh, but you understand. No, they don't believe God. So they say, man, listen, he's selling his food stamps. I got this. Two for one, right? That's a good deal, Pastor. I don't care what you say. All you're telling me is, God, I don't trust you. God, I, I, I don't believe you can give me enough. So I'm a, even though I'm saved and sanctified and I speak in tongues and I dance and I shout, I'm about these stamps. You see what I'm saying? Uh, I, I'm going to cheat, cheat over here. I, I'm going to steal over here. I'm going to take this here. I'm going to do this here because I don't believe it. So I got to have an affair over here, man, because I, I don't really think my wife can really satisfy me. I, I don't believe this covenant agreement. Right? Uh, I don't believe it's enough. So I, I got to step out because you don't understand, God, my needs. So, so, so we violate. And Satan said, you're right. He don't really know. You can do it. Then all of a sudden, you're crying. Pastor, can I have a meeting with you? I, I need to talk to you. I'm in trouble. My, my marriage in trouble. Well, what happened? Well, Pastor, did you trust the Bible? Did, did you live? Well, uh, well, you know, I, and then here's, well, I, I didn't mean to steal it on job. I was just, I didn't want to steal the toilet paper, but they just had so much of it, so I put it on my truck. 
They weren't going to miss it. So, so the guy said, but I gave you a job. But I gave you a job making twenty-five dollars an hour. You could have bought some toilet paper at the dollar store. So you gonna give up all your blessings for some toilet paper? Now, now we we laughing, uh, but we don't trust the process. We don't trust God, so we try to cheat and cut corners. Cause you don't understand, Pastor. You don't need nothing. Yes, I do. We all need. But we have to trust the God of the Bible and trust the process. And you don't have to have God say, I'll make sure you have. Then he says this. These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers, but your heavenly father already knows all your needs. And I'm about to wrap this thing up. All right? So when people come back, they'll visit again. Here's what he says. Seek the kingdom of God. All he's saying is, trust God. The kingdom is his governing influence. Trust God and trust his process. Trust God. Seek the kingdom of God above all else. Everybody say above, above all else. Above everything else, man, I'm going to trust God. I'm not going to trust you. I'm going to trust God. Right? And live righteously. That's where everybody get in trouble. I'm not going to do the right thing every time because you don't understand, Pastor. No. I understand, and God wants you to understand. Trust me in this process. That's why he blessed Joshua to go into the land and that was flowing, and he blessed Joshua, man, to be even greater than Moses because he didn't let Moses make it to the promised land, but he allowed Joshua to make it. That's why he told Joshua, now when you get there, they're going to come up against you, but I tell you, God got you. Then he says this. He said, live righteously. He said, and he will give you everything you need. So why am I trying to sneak and cheat? Right? When he promised me he'd give me everything I need. And you don't understand, Pastor. Listen, I know you're broke. So you think. You know when you went to bed and you couldn't take it, you didn't think, so I just didn't do this no more, and you woke up the next morning and did it again? This guy said, listen, you think the world going to end. He said, you just got to trust me. And then he, he, watch what he says, and he would give you everything you need. Not what you want, but what you need, right? He says, so then he says this, and I'm done. Don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will bring its own worries, right? Today, troubles is enough for today. He said, you have enough stuff going on there. What he's telling you is trust the process. Now. Whatever you have is enough. Whatever you have is enough. And, and whatever you have is enough. And, 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 now, and now watch this here. Trust in the Lord with all your what? And do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do. Right? And he will show you which path to take. He's going to show you which path to take. Right? Uh, and then he says this here. Honor the Lord, and I'm done. I promise you I'm done. I'm looking at 1215. I'm working with the clock. 1215, right? Honor the Lord with your wealth and with the best parts of everything you produce. Honor the Lord with your wealth and with the best parts of everything you produce. Honor the Lord with his wealth 
because it's not your wealth. He just gave it to you to move in the earth on his behalf. He says, not yours. I'm allowing you to manage it. Right? But you don't trust the process because you want to hold on to it. So, no, God, I love you, but not today. You know, I often tell the people when I was tithing, uh, uh, but let me read verse 10. He said, then he will fill your barns with grain and your vats will overflow with good wine. I, I, I remember, uh, uh, <laughs> Brother Derek, when I was uh, uh, wasn't making no money, right? I was, uh, and so I had to pay tithes, right? And, and I had a little bit of money, so it was easy. I was making a few dollars, so I, to give two or three dollars wasn't no big deal. So I, I was glad, Brad, to pay tithes on twenty dollars. I was tired. I gave God two dollars in the name of Jesus. I know you love me, and I love you too. And He said, "Praise the Lord!" And I gave Him my tithe, and I was like, and I was shouting because I I was a tither. And God blessed me to make forty dollars. I gave him four dollars and I was rolling. But then uh, I was making a hundred thousand dollars a year. You know what I told him? Won't he will? <laughs> and I never stopped. And here's the thing: I kept every time my income would go up, uh, and I, and I got a job, became a teacher, and I was making twenty-eight thousand dollars a year. And I thought I was rich because my mom was on ADC, right? For those who don't know, that was welfare, right? And, and and Gary, I was living large with $28,000 a year, right? But I was paying my tithe. I was giving it. I was giving out. Now, do what you want. I'm just telling what I did. And I was giving. And, and here's what I found out, Sister Jan. The more I gave him, <laughs> the more he gave me. <laughs> so uh, I was donating my time, but I kept figuring out, man, I get all this money. I'm like, so I said, oh, this is a good deal. This is a good trade-off, right? So I gave a little more, and he gave me a little more, right? And the more I gave him, it seemed like the more he was giving me, right? And he was blessing me. Now, I want to hear, I want you young people to hear this, man, because you guys want to hold on to what you have, and you don't mind tithing on $2, right? Because uh, you'll get 20 cents, right? But what God does is God bless you. He said, I want you to understand something. All of this belongs to me, and I'm giving it to you, but I want to know, do you trust the process? Right? Because there's only two things that's powerful. He says, man going to love God or money. Right? He said, now, if you want to, he, he didn't say the devil was that powerful. He said, for real, the powerful thing is your money and God. But you can't serve both. Because what happened is, you're like, oh, no, God, I want you to bless me, but I'm not going to give you. But then when God says, okay, I got you, so I'm going to lay you off. And then you want to tithe again. But you ain't got nothing to tithe on. For the kids. Because you didn't trust the process. Uh, and, and this, my wife won't let me tell this story, but it's a true story, right? And so I I, I, I just trust God. And, and I got ready to retire, uh, Tracy. And when I got ready to retire, uh, my financial advisor came to me. My wife said, don't tell your business. I got to tell you this for somebody else, Gary. So I went and my financial advisor called me up to have a meeting because you know I was getting ready to retire. Right? And and I'm saying, okay, praise the Lord. God is good. He said, and, and uh, he showed me how much money I was making. It was a whole, I had a whole, a whole lot of money. He had tricked, he told me to put this money in and just trust me. I'm like, uh, so when I put it, I saw all this money, and I'm like, this is nice, but it won't last me for a long time. 
You know, I got to live a long time after he said, no, 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 no. He said, you still going to get your pension. This is what I told you to put up. Right? And so while I was over here tithing, doing this here, and, 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 and they, listen to me, they took, this is a true story, the Stevens Public Schools took my job and took $30,000 of my income, took my wife's job the same year, took $20,000 of her income, they took $50,000 of our year from our income. $50,000, they just took it in one year, right? And, and, and when I was talking to my financial advisor, he said, oh, this is what I told you to put up. This is you, not even what I told your wife to put up. Right? So, and, and I like almost cut a step, right? <laughs> so we had all this money. God had blessed us, you know, and somebody said, oh, man, they should. And God had me write a check for my daughter's tuition for college and pay it all off. Right? That's how much money I had, right? And that was just a, a tip of the iceberg, right? But it came because I trusted him. He said, did you trust me? I said, yeah. So now we're debt free. We don't have no debt. Now, I, 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 don't, I don't say this to be bragging. I promise you, I promise you, this is for you all, right? So my wife said she wanted a new car, uh, uh, Vivian. So my wife said she wanted a new car. I said, well, let's go look at it. So we looked at the car, and the car cost $38,000. You know what happened? I wrote a check for $38,000 because I didn't want to have no notes, right? I was able to write a check. This is Stu Man, the little poor boy that was broke, who didn't have nothing, who trusted God. Everybody said wasn't gonna be nothing. He ain't gonna be about nothing. Nobody couldn't get a big brother. You ain't nobody. But I trusted God in this process. And when I did it, <laughs> Sister Jan, that's why when you guys were pouring into me and I was believing you, and they said kept on doing it, and I did it, and the rest is history. So for all of you guys out there that's struggling and you don't know what's going on, you got to trust the process. And you can't hold back from God and think and you, you don't want to give no tithing of your time. You don't want to give your commitment to him. You don't want to give your finance. You don't want to do nothing. But I want to be blessed. God wants you to bless because you're a product of him. But he wants you to trust the process. Give the Lord a hand clap. Amen. Now, in order for you to, here's the first step to trust in the process. Did, am I willing to make Jesus Christ the Lord of my life? Do I trust him enough to give him my life? When I say give him my life, that means everything I have belongs to him. I'm giving my whole life to him, and I'm going to let him govern my life. Right? So then once I do that, and then uh, that's the first step in the trust in the process. So if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, your first step is accept him into your heart. But if you already accept him into your heart and you don't know which way to go, now you need to rededicate or recommit your life to God and say, oh, now I understand the process. And now I'm going to trust your word and lean into your word, right, follow your word and do what's right on every turn. So I'm going to seek the kingdom of God. Here we go. Here, here we go. I'm going I'm to I'm seek the kingdom of God and here's what? Righteousness, right? And then everything else is coming. Right? And, and then you don't have to worry about all the other stuff. And God said, I got you. Because I need you to trust me so we can be a blessing to the kingdom. Amen? Everybody stand to your feet and get the Lord a hand clap. Get the Lord a hand clap. 
Let us bow our heads. I'm, and I want you to raise your hand. If you want to accept Jesus, everybody head down. Don't look down because everybody, they're scared to raise their hand if you got your head up, you're looking at them. I want you to raise your hand if you want to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Today is the day. Young people, kids, teenagers, if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, I want to offer him to you today. He said, if you believe that Jesus died on the cross, and you believe it so much you wouldn't give him your life, he said, you'll be saved. He said, then we'll work on the sanctification process where we start setting our life apart for him. And then we can be a blessing in the kingdom on his behalf. Dear Lord, I thank you for all those who made a commitment in their spirit. They may be nervous about coming forward, but Lord, you know their hearts. And you know they want to give their life to you. And they want to make a commitment to you. And they want to trust your process.